Okay. Tov. Happy Friday. Yes. Happiest Friday. Yes. We're continuing Parashat Nitzavim. Yesterday, Moshe gathered the people and he's making his final comments on the Berit, which we saw. The Berit being the list of the blessings and the curses from the pre- at the end of the previous parasha. Now we're in Aliyat Sheni. He says, you are all standing here today. Everybody, the kids, the elders, the officers, the leaders. Proselytes. Everybody's here. Everybody. The proselytes is here. The, everybody's here. This is Pasuk 12. To make for you t- today, uh, to, to establish you today for Him, for God, as a people. And He will be for you as a God. As He spoke to you. And as He spoke to your forefathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Okay, there's a... It's, it's a, it's a Something to appreciate and, and something that B'nai Israel are expected to comment on and to admit and to affirm that God is keeping His promise that He made to the forefathers. That's the same thing that we said in Parshat Kitavo, that He has to come and say, Behold, I am here in the land and I am and I'm having the fruit that God has given us. That was He had to start by... Promising, See, the, the, the starting promise with Yaakov Avinu, right? That the promise happened. The, 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 that the promise happened, exactly. So you have to affirm that the promise happened. And it's not with you alone. But it's not only with you, your generation, that I'm making this covenant. Because everybody who's here today, don't, don't, don't give us some credit to for us as well we weren't standing there but we we're also part of that oh he's getting yeah he's getting he's getting there for it is everyone who is here today and it's also for the people that aren't with us today meaning Steve you were saying yesterday is this a generational thing so the answer is that it's a generational thing for the first two generations because each one had its own Moment. unique no, 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 no. unique situation the first because generation was the problem coming, and they had, they, we have to wait for the second generation. yeah so we have to wait for the second generation the second generation is really the onset of the covenant and there's also a difference between the first generation the first covenant was done in the desert the second covenant is being done in the land of Israel that's a very big difference you know there's going to be a slight I, I said this in last year Shi'ur but the idea of having two covenants one in Israel and one outside of Israel, there's a very deep significance to that. In that, it highlights the fact that the Torah is given to the Jewish people predominantly for them to keep it in the land of Israel. Meaning, to show, it's, it's, we have the covenant in Israel to show that the Torah kept in its, at its best needs Am Israel to be in the land. You're not talking about just but at the same way, But at the same time, there is a covenant, the main covenant, the famous covenant, is the one in Parsha Mishpatim, which is in the desert. What is the desert? Why is there a covenant in the because desert? Because it's very humble. Chutz it's humble. It's because the desert is no man's land. Yes. It's to tell you that this book is not for one people. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. The wisdom of the book applies to everyone. This book was so not, you have, not given in Israel. So we have these, really no these two covenants is actually very important. Because on the one hand, we emphasize Am Israel's important job and duty that they have in keeping the Torah in the land of Israel but at the same time the covenant is done also outside of Israel 
to show, to tell you that it's everywhere, meaning that it applies the these these wisdom that is supposed to be promoted by Am Yisrael applies to every single person on the planet anywhere, in the anytime. world. What? Anywhere, anytime. Anywhere, anytime, and that's the beauty. That's the significance of receiving the Torah in the desert. There are other there are other ideas. For example, the fact that Am Yisrael is in the desert means they, ha- they don't have any other influence when they are receiving the Torah. Meaning, Borei Olam wants them to be completely clear of influence. You know, and, and in, in a, their attention is, their attention totally, is totally, 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 you know, there's a lot of, we, we miss, no TV, no phone. We, yeah, we, we gloss over these points, but there's a lot of significance, every, every detail. Okay, next. So the Torah is for everyone, for this generation and for all future generations, which is what uh, Moshe is telling the people now. What's interesting is Rabbi Sachs has a beautiful essay where he says, it's interesting that he can make a covenant that applies to this generation and to all of their descendants. So he's saying, so his question was, how can my great, 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 great grandparents enter into a covenant which I am bound by? That's not fair. Why, why do I get bound by the covenant of my great, 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 great grandparents? So he said the, the, the classic answer that's brought in the Midrash and the Gemara is because entering into the covenant is a positive thing. In general, you are allowed, it's, there's the, the principle, I said this in last year also, but the principle of Zachin Adam Shalom Bifanav, you're allowed to do good things on behalf, you're allowed to be a representative for a person and do things on his behalf, even without his permission. And if, you, if you're not in his, in, in his presence, when you know it's something that's obviously good, right? There's benefit. Yeah, I'm allowed to claim a prize, you know, of $10,000 on behalf of someone and be, act as his representative in halakha, because obviously that's going to help him. It's not, uh, you know... Yeah, it's, it's a privilege to be part of this covenant. Right. So because it's a privilege to be part of the covenant, VIP they can make membership. the covenant on behalf of every other generation that comes after. Because it's inherently good, and because there's, it's a privilege, they can do that. Now, Rabbi Sachs, he had a deeper answer, and he said, we have to, we have to rethink our assumptions about personal choice in our society. Meaning in our society, we've become so obsessed with individualism and, and each person having choosing for themselves and all these romantic ideas that but do we really choose every last thing for ourselves do we choose do we choose our parents do we choose our family do we choose where we do we choose where we're brought up even today the government doesn't want you to choose anything they want you to <laughs> depend on them it's interesting why by Gare by Gare that let's say the Gare does choose he has the right until he turns bar or bat mitzvah he has to. He has to decide whether or not he wants to be part of this right. covenant. That's an interesting point. Yeah, correct. The orphan. Or his parents. No, the, or the the adopted child. The adopted child. Yes, until thirteen. Yeah, but in general, we don't. It's not like we choose every last thing in our lives. There's, and then on top of that, do we choose the amount of wisdom we've been given? No. Do we choose our height? Do we choose our skin no. color, no. our hair tone? Or, no. So, so, this idea that I ha- I choose is that. No, there are some things in life that are duties. You know, you were given a set of parents. You didn't choose for them to raise you. But the second they raise you, I mean, the second they gave birth to you, they become your parents and you're, you're now obligated to respect them. Correct. You know, and the same way you've been brought into a covenant and your parent is God. You've been, oh, another thing. Does a prince, the son of the king, does he decide that he's going to be a prince? Does he have a choice that he, that he can decide if he wants to act with with the with royalty and with dignity? No. No, of course not. That's, that's his duty. So, the same thing with our kids. Our kids are brought into the covenant. That's one of the things that they're brought up with. You know, it's not like uh, everybody... 
the, the assumption that we just get to choose every little nuance of what happens in our lives. It's just not the way things work. So brilliant. I, I like the essay. I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice check on our, uh, on our modern day assumptions, you know? Okay, Shlishi. You know, you make it seem like it's, uh, I guess, I get the idea that it is uh, something that you, it's not a choice. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid is grown, is growing up, is, bur- is born, he doesn't know what this government is. But Even after Bar Mitzvah, he doesn't have much of a crime, Yeah, of course. You know? After he starts forming uh, his opinion, like in the late teenage years, early 20s, you know, then he, it's really his choice. By, by then, being grown in, already, our, in our home. See, Steve's making a brilliant point. You know, it's already, already chosen. It's, a, it's, it's chosen. chosen for it's him. A yeah. It's a way of life. Yes. It's a way of life. Saying, I agree with you. It's a way of life. And you could almost say, you want to hear, like, I'm just thinking about this out loud. What Steve just said, for those who didn't hear, is that even you look at a kid, they're brought up in this, you know, they're brought up in your household with the ways of Torah, with the, with the traditions, with the halachot. And then when do they actually have enough of a mind to choose for themselves when they're 20? Okay, well, at that point, when they're 20 or 25, they've already, uh, this is already a way of life for them. It's not like they've even chosen it themselves. Now, I think, you know, Am Israel as a nation is very young at this point of their development. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know if Am Israel, back in the time of, of the desert or when they're entering Israel, have enough foresight to see how good the Torah will be for them. But now we will call ourselves a 25-year-old Am Israel living in 2022. We have a lot more documented history and example and of proof of the brilliance of the Torah. So it's almost like Am Israel at that time chooses and they're kind of just brought there like the child who Blind. accepts the Torah blindly yes. but now we with the benefit of hindsight we get to choose the Torah with deep profound appreciation I mean if we're if we open our eyes enough to see it if we if we learn history it's enough to see it or if we have an honest enough reading of the text is in the Shema <laughs> okay, a few more, a few more so that we don't leave everything for Monday. You know what we experienced in Egypt and what we went amongst the other goyim. You've, you've seen all of their abominations of the goyim, and their detestable things, their idols. Wood, stone, uh, gold, silver, anything that they had with them. Lest there is amongst you men or a woman or a tribe who wants to leave Hashem your God or our God. Lest you have a person who has a, a, a root of gall or wormwood or something like that. It's like, a, it's like a poisonous plant. Lest there is somebody amongst you who is like the, has this poisonous seed of a bad idea to leave the covenant. And then he hears all the list of curses, but he says to himself, Ah, it'll be fine with me. I don't need to worry about it. I'm going to go with the will of my heart. Thereby, uh, basically, it's a hard thing to translate, but you look into last year's Shi'ur, I, I translated it in, in, at length, but thereby doing something very bad, thereby washing away the good with the bad. Know that God, look, this covenant is, is, is legitimate. This is going to be enforced. We're entering in this covenant and these curses will be enforced. God will not forgive you if you decide we're just going to walk away from the covenant. God's anger will flare at that person. And will rest upon him all of the curses that are written in this book. 
God will separate him for bad from all the tribes of Israel, like all of the curses that are written in this book. Okay, we'll pause there. Um, that's what happens to the person who decides to not follow through with the covenant. Moshe is reiterating that this covenant, it will come true. Yeah, don't careful. just take this, don't take this covenant for granted. Okay? Amen. 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 Amen.